Captain's Log, Stardate, 97314.1 We have entered the Maelstrom. We discovered a star that had not previously been on our charts. All signs pointed to this not being a natural occurrence. There have been some hostile overtures on the part of an unknown species. Perhaps they should think about putting up more of a warning before someone stumbles in on their area. Disruptor bursts rattle the ship. Everybody kind of jostles a little bit at their station. Captain, our, our shields are holding. As long as our shields are holding, we're not going to fire back. We're going to try to remove ourselves and see if we can salvage this first contact situation. Ensign Lee says, uh, Captain, another ship is appearing in our path. We're, we're going to lose our escape here if we don't. And then he is um, cut off by the communications officer shouting, Captain, we've got a, a hail from the second ship. Open channel. My apologies, newcomers. Our security forces are a little bit overzealous. A moment later, the first ship ceases fire. My name is Captain Varel, the USS Endeavor. This is a Federation vessel. We are merely exploring the area and passing through. We meant no harm. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure you didn't. My name is Chancellor Echo. We're a, a welcoming people. I hope this first impression has not uh, ruined our future relations. I don't see any reason that it would have. Believe it or not, uh, we've experienced far worse first impressions. Then you must be well-traveled. Do you have a method of um, surviving in an oxygen-nitrogen atmosphere? Out of character? Does that mean... Uh, that's Earth. Yeah. Yes, that's uh, standard for our people. The, the capital platform is quite nice this time of year. Is that one of the orbiting objects? Yes. Yes, one of the largest. The most populated. Uh, we were actually on our way there. Serendipitous. Do you have a landing craft or transporter technology? We have both, so... Ah. Well then, feel free to travel to us as whatever method you prefer. Uh, these coordinates are set aside for visitors. I'll make sure that there is a diplomatic envoy prepared to receive you within the hour. Very well. Endeavor out. Captain. Kai? You know, for this sort of first contact sort of mission with new technology and a new people, it might be of some benefit to have Endeavor's foremost scientific expert on site. I volunteer. 27 gigaquads, Kai. Uh, Lieutenant Sondon has that taken care of, and it'll still be here when I get back. All right, you can join the away mission. Anyone else interested? Uh, Rita raises her hand, very tall. <laughs> There's a moment when you do that. Like, actually, I don't know if I'd actually do this, but I definitely want a moment of like the meme where like Kai just raises up her <laughs> hand and we do like the, the high five across our stations, but we don't actually connect. Ensign Everly, go ahead. We'll do that as well. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Captain. And uh, you, Mozafar, are you interested in meeting these people? Absolutely, Captain. This is a wonderful experience. Hopefully you can charm them a bit better than I can. Well, we should exercise some caution. It doesn't uh, bode well that opening salvo is disruptors at our ship. 
I am curious about that reaction as well. It could be different factions among their people, or simply an overzealous security force, as this uh, Chancellor Echo mentioned. Then we should try to get as much information as possible before going in to ascertain what we're walking into. I would hate to unintentionally rise one faction above another. Mr. Lee, please lay in a course. I'll put us in geosynchronous orbit, I guess, over the platform. I don't normally orbit a thing that's orbiting another thing. Except, I guess, moons. Hmm. (laughs) Well, then, you can have fun with that, but we're going to go meet these people. Wait, to get off of the bridge, do we have to pass by the helm? Is that a thing? Do you want to pass by the helm? Yeah. (laughs) Then yes. When it's time to exit the bridge, Rena's going to take a long way around and so that she can go by the helm. And she's going to look at Ensign Lee and go, I was also president of the Old Timey Telescoping Club. And then she throws up a peace sign and keeps going. <laughs> he looks <laughs> devastated. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down an hour ago. And I'm so excited <laughs> I got to say it. In the turbo lift on our way to the transporter room... Uh, we do see Kai brush her webbed hands through her hair as if it's somehow going to become more orderly in the five, you know, seconds between the bridge and the transporter room. It doesn't. I want to contact Lieutenant Torek and tell him to report to the bridge because he's going to be taking charge while we're gone. Just a moment aside with Commander Mozafar on our way there. We're going to be cautious... How cautious would we care to be, Commander? Should we bring our phasers on this mission? Good question, Captain. Yes, I believe we should bring our phasers with us. It's a matter of security that uh, we cannot allow ourselves to be captured by this group of people if it is a situation as that. We should bring them, but definitely have them set to stun. How do you feel? Let's split the difference, actually. We'll bring weapons, but not everyone. Myself and Kai will remain unarmed, and you and Everly take standard phasers. Acceptable compromise, yes, Captain. Hopefully that'll the impression that we are not looking for trouble, but are prepared to deal with it if it should occur. I agree, and let's hope for the best. Have you had very much first contact experience before, Captain? Uh, I've had a few. Not had very many myself. I am very excited about this opportunity, though. You enter the transporter room. It's a pretty standard Starfleet transporter room. Transporter technology hasn't changed a ton in the last 20 years. There's a transporter chief there, ready to beam you down. Is there anything that you would recommend for myself or possibly a short briefing before we go in order to just remind us all proper protocol Do you think there's anything specifically applicable to this circumstance? Nothing you've encountered so far would imply you need to adhere to anything other than standard first contact protocol. I'll say that your um, sensors were able to confirm that their ships are warp capable. At least that part of the Prime Directive is not active. Obviously, Starfleet still shouldn't go around just like wantonly destabilizing other cultures, but you don't have to be like secretive. So then, right before we get to the transporters, the most important thing, other than the Prime Directive in this case, if we're to be successful laying down these transwarp corridors, that means 
a lot of our ships are going to pass through this way, and we want to make a good impression on the people who are going to be here. Of course, Captain. All right, let's go. Welcome to Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. We are a Star Trek Adventures actual play following the deep space mission of the USS Endeavor as it charts a new region of space several decades after the events of Star Trek Picard. I'm Brandon, your GM for this mission. This is Nicole, and I'll be playing Captain Varel. I'm Brad, and I play Commander Razum Mozafar. Hi everybody, I'm Christine, and I will be playing Lieutenant Kai. My name's Leah, and I'm playing Ensign Katarina Everly. The Sinking Star, Part 2 The four of you step onto the transporter pad, and with a signal to the transporter chief, uh, you feel your molecules getting rapidly disassembled and then rapidly reassembled somewhere else. You materialize on a windswept hilltop, there is a small sort of like arrangement of stone, like chiseled stone benches, very ornately chiseled. All around you, everything is is nice and green and pretty, pretty beautiful. There are clouds and stuff above you, although you can see beyond them the, the stars of open space. Since you cannot see the star that this thing is orbiting, it doesn't take much to realize that you are essentially on the side of this thing opposite the uh, star itself, um, which is good because otherwise you'd be very hot. Oh, stars. This is this is a lot. Um, is this actual like dirt and stuff here or is this like a holographic interface? In what manner are you trying to assess that? I think first Kai actually just like crouches down, trails her, her fingers like a little bit through the grass or something, just that moment of like, is that is this real? And then she knows that's not gonna prove anything if it is holographic and will pull out her tricorder and just do a scan of the ground, basically. The soil and vegetation does indeed seem authentic. It's obviously not exactly like earth composition. I'll say the grass is kind of this like yellow color, but not like dead grass, like kind of a bright yellow, like it's supposed to be that way, but otherwise it does not seem to be fakery. They terraform this. They there has to be some sort of gravity projects in order to hold the atmosphere in here. This is they made well, not a planet per se, but something like it. You hear the hum of a an approaching vehicle. I'll close my tricorder, put it back in my belt. A sort of a uh, pearly 
hovercraft sort of thing comes up the hill towards you and slows you know about 10 meters away uh, the whine of its engine dies to just a, a very low background as a hatch opens up and a very lanky humanoid uh, sort of unfolds himself out of it he's probably close to seven feet tall but like by mass he he probably isn't even quite as heavy as Mozafar is. I forget. How tall is the captain? 5'10". She might even outweigh him, even though he's more than a foot taller than she is. His skin is pallid, but for the most part, he, he seems to exhibit a lot of the standard humanoid kind of stuff. He strides over as a couple other members of his species also exit the vehicle. Any other discernible features? Bumpy foreheads? patterns something what kind of prosthetics are we talking here yeah <laughs> they probably have to like wear shoes with lifts on them and be shot in a very careful way so you don't actually see <laughs> that they're not standing on the same ground as everybody else i'll say they have a uh, three fingers and a thumb no particular prosthetics on the head it's mostly sort of like the build of their body is like abnormally tall and thin proportionally relative to other humanoids Though they don't appear to be like malnourished or anything like that. There is a moment as they're first getting out of the vehicle and walking closer where our, our camera focuses on on Kai and we can see her um, like staring at these people um, and basically holding her her breath. And for for our audience, you know, Kai has a a similar bill, but not to that extreme She's kind of on the linky side, but nowhere near that tall. As they're getting closer, that like rapt attention fades away as Kai gets a better look at them. The lead alien uh, gives a deep bow and says, Welcome, welcome. I'm Chancellor Echo. We spoke. Clearly tries to identify which of you is the captain. I'll step forward and like as close as I can approximate, imitate the, the bow. I'm doing the same thing in the back. You think from looking at him that they must have like more joints around their waist than you do, but you can kind of try. You can do enough that is clear that you're trying to do the same thing. We spoke previously. I am Captain Varel. These are a few members of my crew. I hope you don't mind. We typically go to new places in groups like this. Of course, as do we at times. He motions to the other ones who are kind of keeping back near the vehicle. They don't have any obvious weapons but they certainly kind of hold themselves like they're probably bodyguards you're not all the same species that is what makes the federation a bit different than most we come across um if i may ask what do you call your species i am a your region but uh, rather like this federation you speak of there are many many species here in the swarm swarm what, what do you call your species captain i am a romulan he looks at Mozafar and, and you? I am an Orion. He turns his attention then to Ensign Everly and looks at her expectantly. She raises her hand in a hello and then puts it down. She's like, I don't know what that means to these species. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm half Betazoid, half human. Um, I'm Lieutenant Kai. I actually don't know what my species is called. It's a bit of a story. Ah. Well, that must be um, quite the story. Oh, but where are my manners? Perhaps we should go somewhere more comfortable than this? Uh, Kai nods. She's looking a little bit awkward. It's 
probably or it is the fir- it's the first time we as an audience have seen that that smile falter for a moment. Uh, if you will come with me, we can go to the compound. He motions towards the hovercraft vehicle, which looks like it's probably large enough on the inside for everybody to pile in. Once everybody is inside, the vehicle starts to move smoothly over this grassy hillside. You soon see what's clearly some sort of city in the distance. Up above you, you can see open space with a bit of cloud and stuff between you and it. There, there's clearly some sort of contained atmosphere, but it doesn't look like it like physically contained. There's not, you're not like in a dome, as near as you can tell. I have a question I'd actually like to ask the Chancellor as we're heading into the city. Kai is looking from window to window like that kid who's excited for the car ride. She's going to look to Echo and ask, how long have your people been here? Well, every every species that lives here in the swarm has been here a different amount of time. But mine is one of the oldest. We've had settlements on the swarm for about 20 generations. I'm not sure what that translates to in your calendar system. Oh, mm. we'll work up a a conversion. (laughs) So the swarms were here before. Were they they built by one of the species here or did you find them? That is a matter of some disagreement, if I'm being honest. My view is that they were here before we were, before anyone who lives here now. We don't know why. But whoever put them here, I think, moved on a long time ago. Does your space not have evidence of older civilizations? It's a common enough story where we come from as well. Yes, yes. I'm just curious in the specific instance. It's it's beautiful. And it provides for us very well. About this time, the vehicle is pulling into the city itself now. Buildings that are, are of a matte painting sort of structure rise up above you. Soon, the speeder pulls into essentially a garage under one of the buildings, which has a number of banners outside it. If you had to guess, probably like a political HQ sort of thing. The vehicle parks and everybody piles out of the vehicle. The chancellor takes a small bow and says, I should see to a few things, but my entourage will show you to our council room. Before you go, Chancellor, is there a general procedure to your meeting a new species? Oh, what will be expected of us, or is there anything important we should know? Uh, I'm sorry if I gave the impression that this was a, a strict diplomatic function. We, we just wish to welcome you and learn more about you for now. I, I'm sure our respective diplomatic corps can set up some uh, something else uh, more formal, or, or I could look into it now if, if you wish to start formal relationships uh, immediately. We don't need the formalities. We'd just like to know if there's anything that might be required of us in particular. No, of course not. You are guests. Well, thank you then. And then the captain will bow. Uh, the chancellor shuffles off. One of his bodyguards motions for you to follow, and you are led into a turbo lift and then up up a few levels to an open plan sort of courtyard lined on on several sides with accesses for smaller rooms the uregan takes you to one of them where there's a big half circle conference table kind of thing and he motions you inside and he leaves and closes the door is it just us in the room yep for now it's just you 
there's like some sort of cabinet at one end that has a couple little bits of statuary on top of it and it has doors which are closed right now uh, you can open that if you want along one wall a few big windows kind of open onto a a nice view of the city rena walks over to the cabinet where those statues are and like doesn't touch them but like as close to touching as you can get with your hands just because this is very cool <laughs> Commander, a word, please. It's okay. The the other child, namely Kai, is going to walk over to her and look out the window so you you and the commander have a moment. <laughs> I think you should take the lead on the next conversation, Mozafar. That is your prerogative. The captain stands with her hands tucked behind her back, looking out the window for a moment or... Probably more accurately, looking at Kai looking out the window, just sort of generally with a worried expression on her face. What is your uh, first impressions? Well, I, I don't really have much to go on, but I think just to keep things casual, you're going to be the better man for that. At least the Chancellor seems to be easy to work with, but I'm curious as to why we haven't been introduced to... Other members of the swarm. How softly is Verity talking? She probably is talking quietly enough so that you would have to strain to overhear her unless you have particularly good hearing. Which might be the case given my hearing is artificial. It's up to you, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, do you want me to butt in or, or not, Nicole? That's fine. Well, it's actually exceedingly rare to find species who work cooperatively together outside of the Federation. Maybe some are better suited to certain tasks than others, or maybe we've just stumbled across a primarily Eurasian colony, and there's lots of explanations for it. We're looking to find out what those explanations are, Kai. Oh, uh, of course. Captain's come badge chirps. Varel, go ahead. Tark here, Captain. I wanted to inform you that we've detected a curious Tetrion buildup among some of the platforms. Is there a pattern to the buildup? There may be some minor subspace turbulence. Nothing that the ship shouldn't be able to handle. Play it safe for now and keep an eye on our life signs. Very well, Captain. Torak out. It's possible the Tetrions might be a result of us. We were just punching our way through subspace. The door slides open and Chancellor Echo comes inside. He is alone still, other than at least one of his bodyguards hanging out outside the room. And he takes a seat on the rounded side of the conference table and motions the four of you to the straight side of the conference table. It's like a, a semicircle. I apologize for making you wait. I, I had to consult with a few of the other functionaries in our system they are busy unfortunately so they couldn't join us but um i have arranged a small uh, luncheon if if that's all right with you and almost immediately a few new individuals of a couple different species that you haven't seen walk in with like trays of food and start setting them out on the table. Some of them are things that look kind of comparable to stuff that you 
have seen before and that you're familiar with clearly some like meat that's cooked and something that looks basically like a salad and there's some things that are an odd enough color and texture that it's hard to guess what they would taste like or what they are even made of i guess you can choose how adventurous you want to be the chancellor almost immediately takes a plate and starts like loading some stuff onto his plate and motions for you to do the same thank you chancellor it is a shame that we can't meet more of your species from the swarm. Would there be a alternate time where we could meet a wider delegation? Razum will go ahead and reach out and get a plate and sort of imitate what he sees uh, the Chancellor Echo doing. Some of the other members of our government, I feel they are occupied with more important matters, unfortunately. I'm sorry, this may have been wrong of me to do without asking your permission. This room does have recording capabilities, so they will be able to review this meeting uh, and make their decisions that way. Difficult to say. Some of them are very set in their ways and and don't know that outsiders have much to offer us. Well, all the same, do you mind if we get their hailing frequencies so we can hail them ourselves at a a later time here? Brad, go ahead and give me a... um, presence plus command role i'm gonna say this is a three difficulty so you'll need three successes yeah i definitely have a focus in diplomacy bringing that into play here that's valid for sure do you wish to spend any momentum or add any threat or otherwise modify the role before you make it with what we're doing here i would like to give you a threat presence is 12 command is five so i'm trying to get a 17 or lower. All right. Well, that's all successes. That's a 15, a 10, and a 9. Nice. So you get you hit the three you needed. The Chancellor kind of bobs his head a little bit and then says, I, I can see if I can arrange such a thing. If I'm honest, some of my cohort prefer to handle things on their own. So perhaps, perhaps that would be best. Uh, so... You do get the one momentum for and obtain information that cold reading gives you. You can ask a question pertaining to this role, and I will have to answer you truthfully, albeit not necessarily completely. Is what I'm feeling and getting from the Chancellor that they are in conflict with other of the swarm? Conflict is probably not quite the word, but you get the sense there's definitely there's definitely some tensions that he's not being entirely open about. There's conflict in the swarm itself. We haven't seen it yet, but I'm just that's sort of the feeling I'm getting. I mean the first ship you met did shoot at you. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question that I didn't ask before we got into it, but as an empath, I'm wondering if I can sense anything from the Eurigean species. Yeah, uh, no, no reason that they would be immune or, or anything. In in a general sense, you feel like the Chancellor's been genuinely kind of excited to meet you and, and genuine about his curiosity. You haven't picked up anything that you would characterize as alarming or suggesting that he's... Ill intent. Deceiving you or, yeah, has an ill intent or anything like that. I was like, I don't need to go far into it because I feel that already. But also I was like, oh, I should probably check to make sure I can read these folk. 
Mozafar is is helping himself to some food. What about the rest of you? Verity is looking over the food and trying to figure out if any of these would be good uh, ingredients for making uh, other types of things. I can be more specific, but it is illegal in the Federation. <laughs> At this point, I'm not even sure if it still is. Uh, so the captain has a hobby of brewing or attempting to recreate old brews of uh, Romulan ale. Attempt. In general, she's she's looking for something that'll add a distinctive flavor to her next batch. She's currently like smelling and tasting some of the the more exotic foods there. So you're kind of you're not so much loading up a plate as you are just sort of like sampling things just mm-hmm. in little bits. Kai has grabbed a little bit of everything, and I mean everything that was brought out to to sample and try and has been Tying up at least one of the servers, asking for the various names. Like, oh, well, what's this one called? Oh, well, well, okay, well, what's this? The server is very gamely trying to keep up with these questions. Be prepared. She's going to start asking how you make them, too. <laughs> they frown. <laughs> Raina mimicked what the Chancellor picked up. Does that seem safe to eat? Look, I'm a scientist. This is clearly science. <laughs> The Chancellor, once at least a few of you have gotten plates and he verifies for himself that Kai and the Captain are doing their thing, he waves his hand over a little device in the middle of the table and a holographic representation of the swarm appears just hovering in the air above. With all the platforms and and the sun, or the star rather, in the middle, has a lot of information on it in in their own script, so you're not readily able to read it, but it seems to be kind of just sort of status-keeping situation. And he continues talking to Mozafar. There are many species that have made their homes here. Uh, as I told you before, at, at very different times in some cases, we have had our share of conflicts, but uh, things have been peaceful for quite some time. Our territory, and he kind of waves a hand and like it highlights a series of the platforms, a, a sort of swath of about a third of the swarm itself, of varying sizes, and mostly kind of contiguous, but some are sort of all over the place. This territory is where most of the population lives, uh, and by and large, they've agreed to follow the lead of our of our council of equals to keep things from descending into chaos, especially at hard times. Still, some of my counterparts think that things are complicated enough. So certainly the sound of meeting another interstellar power with many, many member species, as you told me, intimidates some of them somewhat. The Chancellor starts to start into some other musing when suddenly everything starts to shake plates and cutlery like rattle around on the table the chancellor himself looks around kind of frantically like what's going on one of the like sort of taller place settings that was like a a stack of some kind of cream puff looking thing falls over and they bounce across the floor they're actually extremely bouncy which seems fun we tried to bite into one of those, but it was a little too rubbery. So we put it back on the plate and hit it. Yeah, they were like, that's just a that's just a decoration <laughs> on the table. What are you trying to do? <laughs> he ate the garnish. It's really good. 
hey, is Kai still standing up talking to the server? I might not be anymore. <laughs> Want to find out? Yike. Sure. I'm going to call this a control con because okay. in determining discipline here, I feel like the skill this would be most similar to is the stay on your feet when the ship is shaking around kind of deal. We're professionals. We're every star fleet bridge right. officer. I mean, that's the hope. Uh, yeah, some of us didn't go to the academy. Oh, that's true. You weren't trained in how to ride out a ship shape. So uh, what's my difficulty on this, Brandon? Three. Woof. <laughs> There's a lot of shaking. Well, don't worry, audience. This is clearly Kai's best skill. She has no focuses that could even remotely apply to this. Unless cooking applies because I'm in the presence of food. <laughs> no. Okay, that's, that's fair. So Kai's control is seven. Her con is one. So we go from Mozafar rolling the best you could possibly have <laughs> to Kai rolling the worst. This is a good explanation of either end of this system. Yep. Well, you know, Kai might be a bit of a klutz. We're about to find out. Oh, boy. Kai is uh, very much a klutz. So I, I got good news and I got bad news. No, I, I really have bad news and I have funny news. The light funny news is I rolled a nine, which is... One above what I needed, so it's still a failure. And uh, I rolled a natural 20. So the thing that happens when somebody gets a natural 20, it's not good in this system because you're trying to roll low. It is, in fact, quite bad. So each natural 20 that is rolled on a test, or on a task, rather, can become a complication. Complications are just the uh, bad traits that, when they are applicable, increase difficulty by one. The complication can be on the person who's making the role or on the environment, you know, whatever is, is appropriate for the situation and the role that was being made. So, Christine. Yes. I'm going to throw a complication at you. Okay, that's fair. It's okay. Let's play this out. Only comedy can result. Or pain. But mostly comedy. But pain is funny. Kai, when all of this shaking starts, it's it's surprisingly violent enough that... Kai just loses their footing entirely and falls over with a bit of a crash. The complication, which I believe you can buy off with momentum if you really want to, but... I, I want to see what you're offering first. The complication is that the plate of food you had, mm -hmm. you basically landed on it. So your uniform is now a complete disaster. <laughs> so you've got a messy uniform complication which will probably mean some people don't take you as seriously as they might otherwise. I'm going to keep it. It's, it's completely in character. <laughs> so there's all sorts of like weird goop and stuff uh, on, on the front of your uniform. The nice, the nice blue, now not blue, or at least different shades of blue, as the case may be. The server who you were talking with probably like makes sure that you're not like dead or something, and you're fine. You, di you didn't like... Only your pride is hurt. <laughs> We have a, a close-up as Kai is picking her head back up and we can see she's got even some of that like cream puff stuff like stuff like stuck in her hair right now as she's trying to get up. As Kai is getting back to their feet, you hear Endeavor to Captain Varel. Go ahead, Torek. Captain, the Tatriana missions have increased substantially, and a few of the platforms are losing orbit. As Torek says this over the comm badge, you see on the big holographic display the Chancellor has called up, 
a couple of the um, platforms that were highlighted as part of their government start to blink red. Echo, he gets very alarmed, obviously, when he sees this happening. I'm guessing, Chancellor, we came at a very bad time. Uh, apparently. Each platform it has energy gathering apparatuses on, on, on the underside, and that's why they always face the sun. They mitigate the radiation and give us power to run all of our all of our things but when one loses orbit they usually burn up very fast wait are you saying this isn't an intentional departure there's no such thing as an intentional departure captain can you stop it uh, no no we can try to call in our our ships but he he starts to like very frantically push buttons and and stuff on the holographic display and he says well one of one of those platforms is uninhabited, but the other has a few hundred people on it. Kai, what are your uh, ideas right now? We could always take the ship in and try to... If it's only a few hundred people, I mean, Endeavor can hold that many. We could beam them off, get them to a safe platform. Is there any way to stabilize the platform? I would have to get down there and take a look. I'm not familiar with the technology, the Chancellor. Unless you know of some, some other way to bring it back into to formation, but... Possibly with the tractor beam, it depends on how much gravitational force is being exerted upon it. We're not going to know unless we try. All right. I think we should probably get back to our ship and see what we can do. Any aid you could render is much appreciated, Captain. Don't thank us just yet, Chancellor Echo. Torek, four to beam back. You are beamed back aboard, and we probably cut to as uh, everybody rushes onto the bridge a few minutes later. I think we have one brief moment as Kai stepping out of the turbo lift, still in the disaster of a uniform. We see, like, <laughs> Lee look over his shoulder and, like, have to suppress a snicker. Tarek, who has probably been in the captain's chair since he's had the con, stands up, turns to return to his own station, pauses for a moment raises an eyebrow at Kai and then says, Instant Everly, uh, tractor control, please. Oh, yes, sir. We have only one chance to make a great first impression with the swarm, so let's see if we can help them out. Captain, if we can get close enough, I would like to get a few scans of that platform. Uh, Tetrion's is subspace-related. It's kind of in my wheelhouse. Maybe I can figure out what's causing these platforms to uh, break off. As long as we're not stopped, Lee, bring us closer to that populated platform that's disengaging. We're going to see if we can stabilize it. If not, then I want to beam those people out. Hi, Captain. Do you see the other one, the, the other one that, that the Chancellor said was inhabited, or uninhabited, rather? It started already to tilt a bit, so that the wrong side is starting to face the star, and you can see that it's already turning into molten slag from the heat. So you can only imagine that the inhabited one is going to get very messy very fast. Commander, will you keep in contact with the Chancellor, make sure that his people, and by extension the rest, know exactly what we're doing? Yes, Captain, and I'll see if I can get any information on the platform's uh, architecture for Lieutenant Kai, so we can perhaps save their other one. Alright, let's do this. I guess we're going to try with the tractor beam first, see if we can get it to stabilize. 
Tractor control is, I believe, still a security thing. This platform is clearly pretty massive, and at its current trajectory, its orbit is going to decay fairly fast. The computer is able to quickly spit out sort of a guess at the sort of force that Endeavor would have to do to redirect this thing's orbit, although that's just sort of a computer estimate. It looks like it will be very challenging, but possible, for the tractor beam to bring this platform back into alignment. Ensign Everly's at tractor control. Do I have to do something with dice, or do I just say that I, I push the buttons? I think we'll do something with dice, because... You gotta, you gotta tractor it in just the right spots, you know. Or, orbits are no joke. The difficulty on this one, and it's going to be a um, control plus security. Oh, that's not... Difficulty on this one's gonna be five. Okay. The ship will assist. So what are our other resources? Can we as a team talk about this for a minute? Yeah. Christine, do you remember if it's mine or Brad that can sort of assist with other characters? Technically, I think both of you have access to the, the direct action like ability like once per scene but then uh, I believe you are the one Nicole who has the ability to pass on your determination to somebody yeah I don't have anything along those lines so yeah so the commanding officer uh, may spend a point of determination to grant any other character that can communicate with that point of determination it does not have to be linked to a value and then Brad has the ability to spend three momentum to uh, let somebody regain determination of its spent. I, either way, that's a resource that should be considered here if Everly has a value that would apply. Yep. So um, since we haven't really talked about it before, the way values work is if you have a value that would assist you in doing something that you're doing, you can spend a point of determination to do a couple of different things, but most... Most powerfully, uh, you just get two successes out of it. How wild can I get with, with translating what a value means into helping my situation? Uh, however wild I end up letting you be. So p- give me a pitch. <laughs> so uh, one of my values is survivor's guilt. That was born from my brother's passing and losing folks while in some sort of space type thing is something that I don't do well with. And I think that having been on the planet, Rena feels very tied to these people and potentially is going to try extra hard to save them. Sure. Yeah, I buy that. Okay, then I'm going to go ahead and make use of my ability and pass my determination point to Ensign Everly. Everly, get a hold of these people now. I got them. Yeah, I got this. So spending a point of determination gives you two of the five successes you'll need. Nice. And then who wants to roll for the ship? I haven't actually rolled yet, so I don't mind if I roll for the ship. Heck yeah. How many do I roll? Two. But you can also buy uh, you could buy an additional die with either momentum or threat. You can technically then uh, you could buy a fourth die for either two more momentum or two more threat. So we have two out of the five successes right now. The ship is going to roll one. Uh, yeah. What are my ship numbers? It'll be a weapons plus security, I think. So an 11. Yep. So so the, not, not what the ship's really designed to do, but... I rolled a 13. Okay. Then I definitely need to spend a momentum, at least, to get a third die. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So I need three successes on three dies. I... Leah does not feel strongly about this. Rena's all about it, though. She's like, we got this. And if it doesn't work out... Do you have any focuses you think would uh, 
Starship tactics? I'll allow it. What does the focus give me? Uh, it just means that any die that rolls equal to or less than what your discipline number is, so in this case, whatever your security is, counts as two successes. It just increases the likelihood of getting two successes off a single die. Three dice to get three successes. The number I'm aiming to hit is 12 or lower. 12 or lower, but if you get four or lower, it's double. That's all I can do, right, guys? There's not something else I'm missing here. I think you can also buy up to another dice. Yeah, you'd have to give me a threat for that because there's not enough momentum, but you could do that. I'd like to put that to the group then. Do it. Okay. So you'll be rolling four dice. <sighs> all right, here we go. A 12, a 7, and a 3. So the 3 counts for 2, and the 7 and 12 also count. So that's 4 total. Plus the 2 that you got out of spending that determination to activate your value? Yes. Uh, so you have 6 successes. <sighs> uh, not only meet the difficulty of 5, but you surpass it. So as the helmsman keeps Endeavor as close as the ship dares get to, to this situation, Ensign Everly's fingers fly across the tractor beams controls expertly targeting like just the right point on the platform to, to nudge its mass into a stable orbit in a series of like short tractor bursts of nudging here and there the computer starts to show a more stable prediction for this thing's new orbit everyone on the bridge is kind of silent for a moment while there's kind of watching on the view screen the uninhabited platform continue to spiral into the star because who cares about that thing there's nothing on it it's just a reminder of of what could have happened but then the computer plays you know stable orbit just a just a big from the back ah, i did it well done ensign well done while all this is going on i want to be taking some scans i want to know what the heck happened here you really pick up where, where the scans had been already kind of going on as, as Tarek was monitoring the situation. You see that there, there was indeed Tetrion buildup near a couple platforms, and probably most alarmingly, the sensors say the mass of the star has changed. Not a lot, but enough that it destabilized some orbits. Captain? One moment, Kai. Commander. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Captain. Mozavar, you can let Echo know that we've stabilized this platform. What was it that you wanted, Lieutenant? The mass of the star is decreased by 0.2%. They've got to know about that, right? Thank you for listening to this episode of Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. If you like the show, rate, share, and subscribe through your podcast vendor of choice. You can also find us on Twitter as at Endeavor Show. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-U-R-S-H-O-W. And you can find me on Twitter at Blue of the Ken. You can find me online at Twelfth Night. That's 1-2-T-H and Night with a K. You can find Brandon and me discovering the ways of the Force on Heroes of the Hydean Way, a Star Wars actual play podcast at thehydeanway.com or at thehydeanway on Twitter.
And if you like Vikings and Norse mythology, check out another one of my shows, a Dungeons and Dragons 5e Midgard podcast, Omens Call, which can be found at Omens Call Pod on Twitter or at OmensCall.com. Thanks for listening, y'all. You can find me on all the socials at Leah617. Usually I'm on Twitter, RT and stuff that makes me laugh. Come say hi there. You can also check out MischiefMedia.com for the other nerdy podcasts that I currently produce or uh, host. And you can find me, Brad, on Twitter at MacinEbedy1. That's M-A-C-H-I-N-E-B-E-D-E number one. My Twitter is at CompleteNictory. You can find other projects I'm involved in at CompleteNight.com. That's C-O-M-P-L-E-T-E-K-N-I-G-H-T dot com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you out there. Disruptor bursts rattle the ship. Everybody kind of jostles a little bit at their station. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for actually jostling. Well, we're uh, we're professionals, Brandon. Mm-hmm. How else would that come across in the I, audio? Uh, yeah, we didn't do you're it. right. You're right. They they would know if we just faked it. <laughs>